Hi everyone, it's Sheila here. If you're enjoying what we do here at Potheads Who Read, we would love if you would take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite listening platform. Remember, five stars will go a long way. Hey, Potheads! Hey, hey Potheads! Welcome to Tipsy Potheads. <laughs> I don't know Ooh. why they're all so quiet over there, but they are. I obviously was having... <laughs> I was mental, I was obviously having a mental breakdown and forgot what we were doing. Welcome to Pitsy, <laughs> Tipsy <laughs> Welcome to Pitsy Potheads! <laughs> Pitsy Topheads! Tipsy Potheads! Who read Harry Potter? Did you just say top tits? Yeah, because I said Pipsy, so I was like switching them. The second time I did it on purpose. The first sure. time I did it totally by accident. Wink. Oh, I did. That's what she said. I don't know why I'm holding up the book. I don't so you guys, <laughs> you No don't one can know. see it. I know, like, you guys don't know what we read. But we are reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. For this episode, we are going to be discussing chapters 10 through 13, as we just read them. Yeah. And... Uh... Is that me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to tell us what we're drinking tonight? I will. Shillelagh. Technically, it's a Professor Flitwick, but we're going to call it a Dirty Professor Flitwick mm. because it was Come an Dirty alpha. Professor it Flitwick. Was... Okay. Yeah. Do you like being spanked, too? Oh. <laughs> Where <laughs> did that something about oh is there something you like to charm but Sheila just went there we're we're digging in real quick this time folks (laughs) um back to Professor Flitwick the The dirty Professor Flitwick the the original is a just like a cherry soda type drink on alcoholic and so we of course added alcohol we added alcohol um because we gotta be tipsy each one of us made our own version. Yeah, so the original, yeah, the original was a cream soda or a club soda mixed yeah. with cherry syrup. We were like, hey, let's add vodka because we all have vodka. We just yes. all bought vodka. Or so yeah. So for me, um, I added a little bit of creme de noya so I could have it be pink. With instead of like the cherry, I did the cream de noya, and I added cherry bubbly vodka and a little tiny bit of lime juice, lemon juice. I added lemon juice. Something. Sorry. Something citrus. I had two versions. I used club soda in both vodka <laughs> and grenadine. One I used whipped cream vodka, so it was kind of like a cream cherry, and the other one I used <laughs> lime juice, so it was like a cherry lime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had I Get Professor Flitwick out of your head. <laughs> so mine was uh, <laughs> so they're laughing so hard. Mine was grenadine vodka and Sprite, and then I did a splash of lime juice. Oh, so we all use lime juice. Yeah, I used lemon. It's did. different. <laughs> Thank you. Really? That I did I, not know that. <laughs> I passed fruits in preschool. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I like the giggle. Yes. Yes. Um, All right. And as always, we will post the drink on all of our social medias. Um, for the dirty professor flick. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm customizable say, Flitwick. 
This is, I mean, and technically this is just like a, a dirty Shirley Temple. That or at least mine is. That sounds bad. Well, that's what it's called. No, it technically sounds good. I just mean, sorry. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I actually really like mine. Mine's really, mine's delicious. really good. It's mine's like a cherry. Drink. It's honestly kind of like a cherry lemonade. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm, this is the drink that I've enjoyed the most. It could yeah. be the fact that I actually have ice and the vodka's cold, <laughs> but I, I feel like it's also the flavor. Yeah. No, I, I want to say, like, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed my last one. My first one was meh. But this one, I think I like the most out of all the ones that we've done so far. Sheila has yeah. enjoyed my faces while I'm drinking all of my drinks. I actually enjoyed you drinking your Ravenclaw one last night. <laughs> You're like, I'm <laughs> so gross. I'm chewing blueberries. All right. Um, Andy, do you, want to, do you want to do our 30-second plot line for these chapters? Sure. Today in Harry Potter Land, in chapters 10 through 13, I'm not going to keep up this voice because I'm afraid it will go. Um, <laughs> chapters 10 through 13. Um, we come back to them, and it is Halloween, so you kind of get to see the first holiday at the um, school, so that was kind of cool. But then they run into a lot of mischief. Um, you know, there was the first big fight between the three main characters, and then suddenly there was a troll on the ground, and they didn't know it got there, and they almost killed Hermione, but they saved her. And then, um, they also had, Harry had his first Quidditch match, he did all the practicing, had his first Quidditch match, and this was the first time we actually saw, like, Snape, I mean, Snape's always been kind of like an ass, but, like... (laughs) a true bad guy in the sense of like trying to take Harry down, but Harry still wins. And that's how he caught the snitch infamously in his mouth. And then we also go to Christmas. So it was a full holiday extravaganza here in chapters 10 through 13. And we get to see his first Christmas really ever, but especially with, um, Oh my God. The Weasleys. I was like, I blame the vodka. Um, yeah, and he gets to see the mirror of Irised, and he gets to see his family. But then he also, we finally learn who, oh my God, what is happening to me? You're drunk. <laughs> Nicholas Flamel. We finally learn who Nicholas Flamel is and what his significance is and what is hiding underneath Fluffy, who I now know is actually Fluffy and not because Josie ruined it last time. Yes. (laughs) And then there's another Quidditch match and then it's okay, yay! What happened at the end of that chapter, though? Doesn't Harry see something? He follows Snape. He follows Snape oh, yeah, he into follows the forest. Snape into the ground, and so they know that, like, their conspiracy theory of the fact that Snape knows what Fluffy is hiding is true, and he's threatening Quirrell? 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 Quirrell. Squirrel? I mean, Quirrell. Um, he's threatening Quirrell. <laughs> he's threatening Quirrell. Some dish plates. Um, and um, they, it solidifies even more that Snape is not a great person. And that's it. That's it. I. Thank you're you for doing taking that 30 minute journey with me. Pink, <laughs> that was hey, Andy. the longest plot summary. I was, no, I'm just done. kidding. <laughs> and Sheila had me add stuff. I'm I did, kidding. but it was important stuff. It well, was I was, stuff. I was just going to say that, like, one of the things with the Christmas, though, is it's not like it was his first Christmas ever. It was his first happy Christmas. Yeah. So, like, yeah. his actual first Christmas in my book. Because, I mean, basically, if you're stuck underneath the stairs and no one gives you anything, just minus Jesus, does Christmas happen? Clothes. Didn't he get a hanger one year? Yeah. I mean, he he needed that for, like, his one shirt. Okay, if y'all could put the straws down that you're grasping at, I would appreciate it. Gosh. Okay, gross. Oh, gosh. The vodka hit sideways. JK. All right. Rolling. All right. (laughs) Andy, what was your impressions of these chapters? I would say one of the first things that I kind of thoroughly enjoyed was the fact that, like, when he first got his 
first package um, with all the owls, and it was a Nimbus 2000. I'm suddenly second-guessing every word that's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and it was like, don't open this. And he opened it later, and he realized it was from Professor McGonagall. And then um, they tried to get him in trouble, and Professor was like, yeah, I know, dudes. Calm down. And it was just like a really good moment. And then when you finally get to see them, I mean, besides the fact that they almost killed Hermione with a troll, but the fact that you finally get to see them come together mm-hmm. as the threesome that you kind of know and love in the movie. But I love how beautifully it came together because yeah. it was just so simple where it was like, but it's so true too. Like there's just some experiences yeah. that you go through with someone where you will always be friends. Yeah, no like, we'll always be friends after that, no matter what. And I just love how she was, like, facing a mountain troll together is one of those things. And then yeah. you saw Hermione tell a lie. I to know. Save them, and that was crazy. Crazy. Um, I just can't see. I will say for me, too, it was fun to actually learn a little more about Quidditch. Yeah. Because I oh, don't yeah. think they really go into, like, how it actually works in the movies. Again, unless I didn't actually see this movie. Um, I mean, they do, <laughs> but it's pretty quick. It's quick. It's a short scene. But it was just kind of fun, like, to hear them talk about it and kind of explain it. And just to kind of see how it works. And then um, I just love how Hermione was like, not today, Snape. And, like, walked over there and, like, did a little charm on him. So Honestly, he, not just not just Hermione with Snape. I, I mean, and this is one of the things, like, for all those people who are, like, really into the Harry Potter fandom and universe, out, like, out there, this is discussed a lot of, like, Ron's character movie versus book. Right. Where... In the movie, he's just kind of, like, this uncaring, like, kind of doofus. But in the book, like, he totally goes to bat for Neville. Mm-hmm. And for sure. And it's, like, he gets in the fight with Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle with Neville. Yeah. And That's even... Like one he, of my like, favorite parts. Even Harry, I know, but even Harry's, like... No, you're worth 12 Malfoys. Like, don't let that... Like, they're all so supportive of each other. Like, yeah. That was such a moment like when Neville said 12 Malfoys. I'm worth 12 of you. I was like, my God. I know. It's right. just one of those things. But it's even, like, even earlier in this book when you see, like, Pavardi actually, like, stand up to him. These guys are, like, proving they're in their houses for a reason. Yeah. And it was just, like, one of those things where it's, like, no. And Ron is, like, even though he's not really paying attention in that scene to Neville, he's, like, yeah, you tell like, him Neville. He's, still, he's still supporting him. Like, yeah, you tell him, Neville. And then when he realizes it's still going on, he, like, jumps in and is, like, no, yeah. I totally got your back. Well, Malfoy says something to um Right. To him to get him really mad. Uh, well, he, he said, said if he was as broke as, like, if he has many brains as Weasley had money or something like that, then he would just be. Yeah. A oh, you're in luck, Weasley. Potter's. Are, oh wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I no, know that he says something like, "That's okay if if the Weasleys had as much gold as." Neville yeah. had friends, they'd still be in the same situation. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. It was one of those things, like, I never liked Malfoy in the movies. But I hate him in these books. He's a little punk. Like, we've all known a Malfoy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so you just kind of be like, shut the f- up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we. I think that's probably like one of the things I really loved about this series is, like, it really is kind of like true to form. Like there's there, you know, the Neville kid, you know, the Malfoy kids, like. Yeah. There's always, there's always that Ron. There's that Harry. There's that Harry. That's her Hermione. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a situation when I was in, like, 
I've, I never really had anybody like truly like treat me the way that Harry was treated until like I was in ninth grade and this new girl came in and she was just like I don't know she just didn't like me and she made my ninth grade year freaking miserable and I remember like finally one day I broke down and the teacher was like what's wrong and I'm like I'm not telling you it's just gonna make it worse and so they sent me to the um well and I ended up telling him but then they sent me to the like resource like the security resource guy or whatever and he's like Sheila you have to tell me this shit because this girl's already in trouble and it did and it helped that like everybody loved me too so like <laughs> Mr. Jackson Mr. Jackson was like this ain't right Sheila and I'm like I'm trying to handle it all right and he's like Sometimes you can't handle everything, and I'm like, leave me alone. But after he took care, like, after he told her, he's like, hey, you can't do this to people. You're not going to, because she was already in, like, a halfway, like, not a halfway house, but they called it the Mercer House in my hometown. So it was a a home for troubled kids. Mm. And if she kept it up, if she got in trouble, she was going to get kicked out of that house, and it was a big deal. And so, I, you know, things got better after that. But I remember I saw her, like, I think I was 20, 21. I saw her at the mall. She was like, hey, Sheila. And I'm like, oh, hey. And she was all like, I got to be your friend now. How are you doing? You look great. You're amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you were the bitch that made my ninth grade year freaking miserable. And I found out who my fucking friends were. I I had a couple people like that, but they were all upperclassmen. It was never anybody in my class. Everybody in my class, even younger, like, I got along with all of them. And later in college, uh, one of my friends was, like, we were talking about, like, our high school experience. And there was only, like, a couple people that I could really be, like, oh, my gosh, where they really just, like, would put me into high alert and, like, high anxiety, and I, like, dreaded certain things with them, and it was, I mean, from grade school all the way through high school until they graduated, and I remember it was the same thing, but we did not have the experience you had. I actually saw them after... I had moved to Chicago. I was, like, back home, and we were, like, having a dinner and stuff like that. And she saw me, and she was, like, back home and, like, whatever. Like, just a horrible situation. And um, she literally just, like, put her head up, like, I'm still better than you. And I was just – and they were, like, oh, what are you guys back celebrating? And I was, like, oh, I'm back from Chicago. Like, we're just celebrating, like, blah, blah, blah. And she was just, like, oh. And just walked away, and I was, like – it was seriously, like, I don't have a lot of people in my life who don't, like, like me. Uh, and it was, like, for no reason at all. They just, like, really did not like me. Yeah. And for somebody who could go into any group, because I literally, my school was super, super tiny. So you had to participate in everything. They accommodated times of, like, when to do certain practices or whatever. Because if you didn't participate like, no school program would exist, so I was in band, I was in sports, I was in theater, I was in choir, I was, like, in speech and debate, I was in, like, so much stuff, but so were so many other people that, like, you just got along with everybody, but, yeah, I, ugh, yeah, I I will literally never forget that person, ever. Oh, yeah, that's me, I'll never forget her. I'm a mixture of you two, so... (laughs) I definitely blended in with almost all groups, but I also was bullied a lot that most people probably would never know. But what cracks me up is the amount of people that were the bullies to me and weren't the nicest people were the ones that are requesting Facebook friends and like <laughs> wanting to do this type of stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. No, I totally get that, Andy. Like, I'm. Not and that. I'm not holding on to things. It's no. just like, I have no interest in your life. I don't know right. why you have an interest in mine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I kind of felt that way with, like, the reunion. There were a lot of people that I was like, 
like when they came to my my recent high school reunion, all of a sudden they were like, Sheila, oh my God, it's so good to see you. And I'm like, yeah, but you were that nice to me back then. Yeah. Which one of my grow up and they change. And, and that is right. true, but. But like one of, I did not get to go to my high school. And it wasn't recent. It was a few years ago. It was, we did, instead of a 10 year reunion, we did a 13 year reunion, which is totally my class. Where we're like, hey, we're going to be a couple years early and a couple years late. Um, But I remember, like, talking to... She was, like, one of my best friends in high school. And she was, like, it was so weird listening to everybody talk about high school. And she's, like, we had such different experiences in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, yeah. And even my experience was so different than hers. Because she really was, like, she only did band. She was very much, like kind of like the quote-unquote band geek and I was not like I hung out with like so many different groups of people but yeah it was I it's just like everybody has that Malfoy in their life of when they look back and they're like I have no desire to talk to this person I honestly I'm personally just happy that it was all like upperclassmen that I felt that way about and there was I could say like a solid like three or four people that were upperclassmen that I felt that way with, which honestly for school, like that's not a bad ratio. Um, for, I mean, but most of my, I mean, like I literally went to school with most of my classmates since kindergarten. So I was going to say my Malfoy, I only had her ninth grade year. I don't know where she went for the rest of her high school career. So, I, I only had her that one year, and then after that, I was like, whatever. Well, I know we talked about how some people can change, but you know who has not changed in this book so far? Snape. Snape! Why are you always taking this back to Harry Potter? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding! Uh, I mean, I, yeah, Snape, Snape a... definitely through this whole, like, these, these four chapters, he's definitely, like, an ass. He's yeah. raging. He's raging. He's out to to get somebody, yeah. like he always is. But yeah. this in chapter the Flamel chapter, you know, thirteen. Oh. Uh huh. Uh, Harry Potter actually says that one, or Harry Potter thinks that. I'm glad he you keep saying his last name. Snape. I can't help it. It's just not. He's just not Harry. He's Harry Potter. I'm sorry. It's fine. I don't know why, but. Snape, like, he even thinks that Snape can read his mind because, like, Snape is always following. So, like, there is that, like, pre... um, Like, knowing what's coming. Like, having read it, the whole series, knowing what's coming, I'm like, oh, he probably was totally reading his mind. Yeah, totally. Like, I'm like, oh, yep, that's happening. But it's also one of those things where it's like... um, it's like he keeps coming in it's it's also like what I love about it knowing like how it comes out and like rereading it you like pick up on such little things like I forgot that like Hermione created the blue fire like and then scooped it back in so nobody knew where it was really coming from when she was like trying to stop like the counter curse Mm -hmm. on Harry's broom during the first Quidditch match that you read through there's also, like, the scene where Harry walks in on Snape and Filch, and they're, like, covering the gash and everything. So from it's, the, like... From Fluffy? Yeah, from Fluffy. And then it's it's him seeing, like, him in the corridor and, like, almost running into him after the restricted section. It's and the invisibility all these, club, I mean, yeah. it's just so many great close calls and like he's such a great character to like not like yeah he's a character you love to hate yeah and it's so different than Malfoy like Malfoy you're just like oh this stupid little prick because everybody knows somebody like that well Malfoy's just like insufferable do you know what I mean like yeah I mean he's just used to always getting his way and he feels like he should still always get his way when Harry like purposely waits to like drop the bomb about him like getting the broomstick and like having it be approved and the reason why like Harry's like waiting for it he's like no wait for it wait for it like he purposely is not saying certain things so he can 
Yeah. So he can kind of throw it in Malfoy's face. That's, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, it's what I love about (sighs) Gryffindor. Okay, so maybe it's making, like, maybe rereading this book and, like, thinking about, like, how these guys all are with Gryffindor, it's also making me starting to, like, it's helping me realize more, like, probably why I was traded into Gryffindor and that's my house. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm just coming to terms with it more. Whatever. It's been a year. Maybe you just want to be a popular kid. Josie, has it been a year or is it last weekend or next weekend? Um, It'll be next weekend that it'll be a year since I found out that I was now Gryffindor, not a Ravenclaw. And I guess that's the same for Andy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a year of coming to terms. But honestly, it is kind of refreshing because, like, one of the things that I feel is coming out in children's books even more is, like, standing up for your friends. Stand up for this person. Stand up for what's right. Stand up and do what you know you should do. And this book was came out in 1998. Yeah. And it's, like... Really, like, how many... I mean, there was probably more books that actually were saying that. But, like, how many were did it show where it was, like, multiple characters of this content, yeah. like, being like, yeah, you should stick up for these people. If this person is in your house, like, you have to... You should stick up for them. Right. They're your um, family. Your house is your family. Yeah. Actually, 97. Text copyright is nineteen. 19- 97 so it's like you think about how much it's all coming out now and it's like this book was so I mean almost actually over 20 years ago 22 years ago this is like telling you the exact same thing right I mean it makes sense that it just took that long for everybody to start speaking up a little more well Um, I think like when we were growing up like it's different because there was you were like, always told to be nice, and they'd be like, just try to work it out. But, like, the bullying, like, what, or it, was a what it is, it is, well, yeah, suck it up. Or, or change that. who you are so that they don't bother you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the like how to handle bullying back then when we were growing up is completely different to how they handle bullying Just try to blend nowadays. in. Blend in. Stop <laughs> yeah. being weird. Stop being a little weird. So, I guess I have a question for y'all, and I don't know yeah. how to answer this myself, so don't throw it back at me. But, like, if you saw the mirror of Erised, what do you think it would show? That's a good question. That's a good question. I didn't realize I was going to stump y'all that hard. Um, socks. Every <laughs> Christmas comes and goes, and I never get socks. Poor Dumbledore, he never gets socks. Oh, that's really hard. I know. I feel like it would de- kind of depend on the the moment. Yeah. Kind of what you're going through in life at the time. Right. Part of me feels that with, like just with how my life is now, it would probably be more along the lines of like professional greatness. Oh, see, that's crazy, because I think mine went to the opposite. But, but, I will say that, like, a couple years ago, I think it would have shown something different. Oh, for sure. I think it probably would have shown me, like, wanting a family and wanting all that stuff. Because, like, I feel like now in my life, I feel, as much as I still want it, I've also made a little piece that it, like, may not happen. Mm-hmm. So I am like very engrossed in like my professional life, right? I would want to say that mine would be you know me raising to the tops of stardom, but I don't think that would actually be true anymore. I mean, it'll still be true. It could be a combo, but um, we might make you famous on this podcast. What? You might find you might find it through us. But I think it would also be just, like, I think I would be the family and just being, like, settled down. and Not that I'm not settled, let's be clear. But, like, you know, having the family. I actually held my friend's baby for the first time this week. And um, 
it was funny because like me and this friend haven't talked a whole lot recently and I, I mean her baby's probably like eight months now and I held it for the first time and um it wasn't planned so she had just brought her baby up from like the daycare at work and she brought it up there and she was walking around and I was just like pretend tickling it or whatever and I just kind of went like this. I just kind of clapped my hands. I was like, you want to come here? And he reached from behind her and came into my arms. And she was like, what? She was like, what just happened? She, she was like, he doesn't normally leave people when I'm holding him. I leave for people when I'm holding him. And, like, all that type of stuff. And so, I don't know. I'm with you, Josie. I do think I have settled a little bit on, like, if it doesn't happen, I'll be okay. But at the same time, when I hold a baby, I also feel like that's a lie. And there's yeah. a little bit of me that's just like, meh. So I feel like that mirror would be like, here's your lie, mofo. Yeah, but, I mean, just, like, I, so we'll get to Sheila in a second. I will also say I think it would be a completely different profession than what I'm doing now. It wouldn't be my current profession. It would be something yeah. else. But I would also I would also say that um, it's, it could, I mean, it could be both. Like, if you look at Ron, like, Ron yeah, was everything that he head wanted. boy and Quidditch cup and mm-hmm. house cup and yeah. this and that. And so it was like multiple things. So I could be totally wrong. It could show both. Yeah. What about you, Sheila? What's your answer? Uh, I would say mine would be we would um, have another baby with us. <gasps> yeah, I thought that would be it. Yeah. Give Ash a little sibling. I yep. mean, you guys can't see it. Sheila's I know, wiping I away some so sweet tears. But, but I think it's also, I mean, honestly, though, like, I think Sheila's answer is exactly why, like, Dumbledore gives the warning that mm-hmm. he gives. Like, because it's, so, it's so easy to get stuck in your wants that you're not able to do everything. And honestly, like that, that chapter has one of my favorite quotes and it's, it's Dumbledore's where he's like, it does not do well to dwell on the past. That's like, that's like one of my most favorite, favorite quotes. I just love Um, how he's in that room. And he's like, yeah, I've known that you've been here, dumbass. I've been watching you. I've been here all day. No, you know, but here's (laughs) What I love even more than that is his comment about it, though, where he was like, when you think you're invisible, it's interesting what you don't see. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like that just speaks like such volumes. Like, even now, like being older and reading this and having read this book several times, like just going through the life that I'm going through it's one of those things where it's like it just doesn't do well to dwell on stuff you can't change or the shoulda, coulda, woulda's or like stuff like that. And then even that, it's like when you're so focused on one thing, it's so Mm -hmm. hard to look around you and see everything else. Like that's just one of those things where I'm like, this isn't just like, yeah, it's a kid's book, but it's not just a kid's (laughs) book because it's like here I am like, in my 30s, like, oh, my gosh, I totally need right. to hear this shit, too, because it's like, has yeah, I of, can't, like, I can't be so tunnel visioned on one thing. Well, it has a it lot of wisdom. Was, the book yeah. has a lot of wisdom for yeah. a book that's supposed to be for, you know, like, it's subtle. Eight it's years old or, yeah, you know, eight, nine, ten year olds. It's yeah. not like an 80s sitcom where it's like you hear the music and you know that you're about to get told to listen. Um, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like the 90s after school specials. But I think it's true, like, to kind of, to, like, to your point, Jesse, like, you know, I've often said, like, no one pays attention to me in terms of, like, you know, I'm single. I've been single for a while. And my friends are like, you don't see it. But I'm so focused on, like, whatever I'm doing. Or looking at one person in particular or something else, I don't see other people paying attention. So to those of our young listeners out there, just look around, kids. 
Oh my gosh, it's so funny though. That goes both ways. I remember when Andy lived in Nashville, we were at what was it, Centennial Park or whatever. We were like walking around a little pond, and we were like in this park and we we're just like doing whatever. And Andy was like, "Okay, I know we're not together." He's like, "But nobody oh, yeah. in this park knows that we're not together." And he's like, "Could these guys stop checking you out?" And I was like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> no checking me out." And Andy's like. Literally three guys just walked by and checked you out. Yeah. And he's like, they don't know that we're not together. And he's like, they like we could be dating. They don't know. I was just laughing so hard, and I was just like, you should just be thankful you have such a hot girlfriend. Then <laughs> we could be dirty, dirty professor flip-flopping, and they wouldn't know. <laughs> dirty professor flip-flopping. <laughs> Um, I will say, too, I think one of my favorite parts is the Christmas stuff where he gets his sweater. And poor Ron. When Ron's like, it's going to be maroon. It's always maroon. <laughs> I hate maroon. No, you know what I loved about that, though, is the twins. When they were like, we're obviously Gred and Forge. Like yeah. they're like it's a good thing we're initialed because it's obvious that we're that they yeah they I love I love the twins but yeah Chris I love the Christmas scene I love how the twins were like oh you're not wearing your sweater Ron and they like kind of guilt him into putting it on they put it on or he gets it on and then like Percy comes in and they like don't guilt Percy into it like they say hey you're not wearing it but then they make they put it on him. But, but they put he, it on so his arms don't even get to come out. So and then they like, march him out of the room. But I love, <laughs> like, but I love honestly, like... I love them the so twins, much more in the books. The they're, they're twins such are great two of my favorite characters because, yeah. and they always have been, they always yeah. will be, because they're the ones who are like, we are going to be a family. We yeah. are going to do this together. It is all of us together. And they are like so unashamed of yeah, everything they are. they are, Weasley. Like yeah. they literally are like, like they almost have pride in like so much of their stuff. Like they are good people. They're super smart. The twins are two of my favorite characters in the whole series because they just know who they are. They're not afraid of it. They're very smart. They know they're smart. They know that they don't have a lot, so they're resourceful. And they are just so true to their family. They're so true to everything. And, like, every time I read them in the books, I just fall more in love with who the twins are. Yeah. I agree. Like I don't, I, I don't feel like you got to see like the real twins until in the movies until like maybe the third movie. Yeah, where they get a show. And honestly, like I feel like if they didn't have the storyline of the Marauders map, they probably wouldn't have even been that prevalent in the third movie. True. I know that's what I'm saying. Like I've realized that I like them a lot more than I ever. I did know. just because like yeah. you act they're when they're more prominent they really are you yeah that, they like know them well you get to see like especially in these um in these chapters that we read this time we got to see them as beaters and like what they did on the field and mm-hmm. and what they did at practice and how sometimes that they were like silly but they really did take their job serious as quidditch players when they they played yeah Total side note, I just was looking at a note for everything um, that I wrote down. How much did you love the sign that they made for Harry for his first Quidditch match? He was Harry like, so for no. president? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like... They all, like, all just so supportive. Like, you know, that whole group, Dean and Seamus and all of them. They were just so proud. They were so proud to have their friend yeah. in there. Yeah. They're like a first year on a team and they were just so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other characters so far that have really kind of like stood out for you, Andy? Besides like the twins and like the 
I mean, we've mentioned Neville a couple times, how much he kind of has stood out. Is there anybody else so far? I mean, Hagrid was prevalent in the movies. Yeah. He's even more prevalent. The same with McGonagall. Like, they were both just much more prevalent in the books. Yeah. Even Flickwit, honestly. Like, he, um, I mean, like, he's the one who stops them when Malfoy's trying to be like, you can't have a broom. I know exactly what's in that package, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's just like, yeah, no, we were all made aware that this was happening. We got a call to me. Simmer down, Malfoy. Sit down. But even that whole scene in Charms class, like, they do have quite a few classes in Charms class. And, I mean, this is obviously way down the line. But even in other books, like, Professor Flitwick is a lot more, like, prevalent as well. I think I think once the series continues for Andy, he'll he'll realize how much the adults were like really left out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's also like I just kind of love the evolution again. I know I've already spoken to it, but the evolution of Hermione and Olive's friendship because it's like even though it's like Hermione helps them with their homework, they're like she doesn't give us the answers. She just checks it. Which then ultimately we get the answers, but we have to do it first. We still have to work hard to get she's Yeah. Such a goody two shoes. And um, you know, I just kinda But I think it's like even that. well, I was just gonna say it's like so much beyond just being a goody two shoes. It's like she really cares that they learn yeah. all of the information. Like she wants them to have it all. One of my favorite moments in the books and in these chapters specifically is when she finally remembers where she read Nicholas Femmel after they get it off of the chocolate trading card. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I took this home ages ago for a bit of light reading. Yeah. And they were like, and it's just this huge huge book and Ron and Harry both are just like light reading. Um, I just love it because it's just like one thing that I love that I feel like you get so much more in the books is that everybody is who they are and they just accept them for that. Yeah. Like they all know like when uh, Neville gets the leg lock curse on him Mm -hmm. and they were like. Of course, this is Neville, and they immediately help him. And then they're like, Harry's first thought is like, like everybody's first thought is like, how did he even get into the corridor? Right. Like, how did he even get into the common room for Gryffindor with his legs like this? And then they immediately were like, I bet he had to bunny hop like the entire way to even get here. Yeah. And. It's, like, that also just shows the tenacity of, like, Neville just, like, I need to just get back to my room. Right. Yep. Yep, yep. So, did we have any likes or dislikes? Um, I'm trying to think about dislikes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't think I really had any dislikes for the movie. I mean, for the book. (laughs) Because it's just learning. Likes, like... Even with the footage match, like, seeing how they were, like, Harry immediately felt safe when he knew Dumbledore was going to be there. He was like, Snape can't F with me now. Right. Like, that was kind of, kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Well, read. I don't know why I keep doing things like that. I'm, I am reading these books. <laughs> you're you're envisioning it in your head and that's yeah. why you are yeah. watching it. So kudos to you. It's doing something. What it's supposed to do. What about y'all? Um I don't really have any dislikes, like I don't know. Honestly like, sorry Sheila, I was like cutting it over you. No, it's fine. I'm like I, I just don't really feel like I had anything that I didn't really Dislike, like I love, I love the the Christmas scenes. I love the mirror of air, air, you know, Erised scenes. I, you know, just all of it. Like it really ties well together. I feel like, you know. yeah. I feel like my biggest dislike is within myself. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. I 
I know. I feel like as a whole, I like I have read a lot of books that have been turned into movies. I've seen a lot of movies that were books that I didn't know, and then I went back and read the book, and I was like, whoa, that's really different. And um, I have to say that, like, I'm just, like, I dislike how much of the movie I just took as part of the book. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of, like, mad at myself that I forgot so many of the key details that were different in the book compared to the movie. And I just kind of, like, let the movie be like that. Um, One of the things that I mentioned before we we started recording was, like, the, the whole line of what set up the scene for the troll in the bathroom. Yeah. With Hermione and them in Charms class, where, um... I mean, I even have a t-shirt that my sister got me where it's like, Leviosa, not Leviosa. And it's like a line that everybody says all of the time. And in the book, it actually is not even that word of this of the charm. It's Wingar. It's like the G-A-R in the middle it's, of Wingardium. Yeah, well, like, it's Gar and then the so. She does do a, a long so or something. Yeah. But, so, yeah, there's a, it's different it's just, than the but movie. But it's just, like, little things like that. It's the fact that, you know, like, I really, like, in my head I was, like, reading the troll thing. And I actually kind of was, like, laughing when I was reading the troll scene in the book because I kind of forgot how funny it was. It's a funny scene, yeah. And, but then at the same time, I was like, wait, why didn't Harry see Snape's leg? And it's like, he sees it later. In the movie, he sees it in the bathroom. It's just like all those little tiny details, they're the same, but they're subtly different. And in my own head, I'm just like so mad at myself that I, like, just took the movie kind of like for its word of the book my like is and I also said this before we started recording is like I like I am just remembering how much I love this book Mm. and how much I like it and I am just like so giddy like kind of rereading the first book yeah and it's kind of igniting that um love for the Harry Potter fandom all over again in me. Yeah. yeah. And like sparking something new. And so like my likes and dislikes are not necessarily in the book. It's like my outlook on Within it. Within yourself, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I told y'all before, this was the first time I mean I would have kept reading other times. But this was the first time like today because I just finished the last chapter and so I only read one chapter which took like maybe twenty minutes. Right. And I was like, oh, I want to keep reading, but I couldn't because we are trying to read these in order so that I don't get confused and I don't talk yeah, about things right, right, right. in times that I'm not supposed to be talking about things. So it was like, ugh. Well, I know. And I was like, and Sheila and I really tried not to jump back and forth. And I'm really trying not to compare it to the movie. but It's got to be hard. It is it's hard. hard. It is a little hard. But, um, yeah, and I think. I think like so the the next four chapters, which are the last chapters, yeah, so fourteen through seventeen, they're the last chapters in the book. Andy, you're gonna be like, what the? Yeah, like, it it's so different than the movies. I know, like I'm so, so excited. Different. I'm so 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 excited for to the be next fair, chapters. Still questioning whether I've actually seen. <laughs> <laughs> after I'll, I'll be honest like you're gonna read these chapters and you're gonna right. be like what the, no what no I that was it who it was, you're gonna be totally right. because we are doing we are going to be doing an episode where we actually watch the first movie after we complete mm-hmm. the first book and I think Andy like my prediction and I could be wrong but my prediction is that Andy's impression of the movie to the like once we watch it I think you are going to say like oh no I have definitely watched this and then your reaction is going to be like oh shit I cannot believe how different they are yeah 
Because I, yeah. it's there's so many things where it's like, but it's like again, like in the book, it just sets up things so much more perfectly of like where it just makes so much more yeah. sense. Like it makes so much more sense for how everything plays out in the book. Like I can't wait for the next four chapters. I know. You're gonna I can't wait to hear what you think of the next four chapters, Andy. I know. Um, They're actually some of my favorite. I think they're some of my favorite chapters in this book. The next, the next, especially the next one, chapter 14. That's a lot of pressure. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Does anybody have any last minute thing they want to say? No. Last thoughts or. No, we're just going to read um, chapters 14 through 17 to finish the book out for the yeah. next, for the next pot, or Tipsy Potheads. Yeah. Which I think we need to be tipsier. This was the first time I feel like we weren't tipsier, but I think we didn't pre-tipsy very much. I tried. <laughs> Tomorrow's the first day of school. I tried. I know. I have an 8 o'clock meeting tomorrow morning. So it was terrible. I have a horrible three-day migraine so i'm <laughs> i am actually like a little bit disoriented on We're top trying, of trying on so, top of trying to drink so for so. those of us listening we have all actually drank but i think our minds are taking over <laughs> and they're just like nope keep it cool kids i've already set multiple alarms because i was not risking it we're trying to adult and be fun at the same time and i'm not really sure it's working right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Andy, Sheila, if you guys don't have any last minute mm-hmm. thoughts about these chapters, I do not have any last minute thoughts about these chapters. Um, I chapped, yes. I just want to remind everyone um, send us emails at potheadswhoread at gmail.com if you guys have comments, you want to share your thoughts or opinions that we can maybe share with everyone else. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Rate and review us on all of your favorite podcast listening, um, not devices, uh, forums. <laughs> Platforms, yeah. Platforms. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a device. <laughs> See, it, I sound drunk, but I'm just disoriented <laughs> from my brain. Um, yeah, as we're on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. It. Yes. Playing it. Done. On all the places that yeah. podcasts are available. Just yes. go listen to us. Um, wherever you want to. Rate us, review us, and I think that's everything, right? That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank Thanks for. Uh, I, that's your line. Thanks for reading with us. Go, girl. Good book open. I guess I better start reading. (laughs) Bye. 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 Y'all are struggling with that. Yeah.